1: Did a quick edit <laughs> to wipe see
2: why this that. is why this is why you just what as soon as as soon as the connection is made you just hit record because you just don't you know, don't know. <laughs> it, it actually would
1: have been worse because it would have been further back on that intro and i'd have been we'd have been talking over me talking over music anyway <laughs> yeah there you go there you
2: go but no i mean that's just it just it just strikes me at how as an intellectual species is, you know, not talking about IQ, I'm talking about the, the, the capacity to think reason and, and formulate ideas that will perpetuate our uh, betterment into the future. How starved we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, like just, just how many people enjoy this line of thinking. I mean, it just, it just goes to show how many people tried to, cancel Jordan Peterson and and just completely drown him out and make him go away. And he just gets, he's just, his message is just getting better. And now, I mean, even today, I was listening to uh, a Michaela Peterson podcast, which I think she does a fine job, but uh, there are some different topics that I'm not, um, you know, I'm not fired up about, but I was listening to one today. And even in that here's, here's an hour and a half. I'm like, oh, it's an interesting discussion. And then he, and then the the guest just lays this truth bomb. You're like, oh, and she did. It was hilarious. It was the same thing. He said it. And then my, I couldn't even, so I've got my earbuds in. I'm working, physical labor, working. And literally he said that, he said, you know, got finished with a sentence and I stopped. I was like, oh shit. And at the same time, Michaela was like, holy shit. Like, we were like, holy holy hell, that was freaking, it just, it was one of those things that you just sit there and you're like, that just blew the door wide open on a part of why society is the way it is today. And part of what I'm putting together on that, you know, part two of, you know, understanding ideology when I get home. It's so on. this is the last, yeah. So this is, yeah, it has to be, it has to be. Cause I'm, I'm in that kind of general mindset, almost that flow state. And it's, it's kind of funny. I was going to talk to you about that as well. Before we dive into elk, I would love to just see kind of what you thought about our last one. But hold on. Let me not going off a train of thought. We got like 12 trains and, three tracks and everybody's all the missing one another and all the passengers are dead and the conductors are screaming how you found that dude i I started following her she's awesome she's got some some cool cool shit and i was like oh hell yeah so anyway my point being is i'm you know on our last podcast, it really didn't seem like I was in that flow state to where it was just clicking. It just seemed like we were hitting, you know, like rabbit hole and we'd just dive in and be like, where the hell are we? And then we'd back out and then go to another rabbit hole. But I'm getting to the point now where this understanding ideology, the part two, what I wanted to share is finally kind of coming into some semblance of a shape. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm really, I'm at a point of peace in in my my knowledge set to where um, it doesn't have it's never going to be complete. And I can't give you, I, I can't give people a complete, here's the definitive X, Y, Z, because it doesn't exist. But yet at some point as you're learning and you're going through this stuff, it, 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 you're learning so many new things that it just keeps compiling yeah. on the back end, and you don't feel like you're ready to go. Well, between today and all the, I mean, I've got about four or five different podcasts and I'm going to I need to sit down just uh, like, just literally put some headphones on with some good you know, concentration music and just sketch out the outline because, man, there's so many profound things that I don't think that, hey, I know for, a, I went to a very, so I grew up upstate New York, Finger Lakes region. Anybody that knows that area knows it's rolling hills, agriculture, uh, beautiful, pristine lakes, uh, wine country, and quite honestly, so Scanny Atlas, Scanny Atlas is one of the Finger Lakes that town, um, there's no two ways about it, is quite highly affluent. I mean, it's it's got money, serious, serious money. But you know, like any school district does, you've got you've got the you know you've got everybody in the in the in the in, the, in this in the town and, and the surrounding crazy. region. Well, so that means you've got everything from Richie Rich to farmer that literally just he they show up to school wearing the clothes that they did they just finished chores their dairy farm because it's all dairy farms out there so you had every demographic as far as financial but the beautiful thing about having the money behind the school is you had a very we had a really good school i mean the people that uh, we had a really good school. And I think we got a really, really solidly good education back then. You know, I graduated 1990 back then it wasn't indoctrination crap. It was just, uh, you know, none of this CRT, none of this common core, none of that is, it's just legitimately reading, writing, arithmetic mm-hmm. literature and and biology and all sorts of other things. And it was a good education. Um, Like I said before, I have no idea where this train started. And where it's going, um, so I just lost my train of. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we're no, two but, for two but, on that but, one. <laughs> oh, but, I, but oh, the the thing is, is I just look at you know, oh no, I do. I look at what my education was and how good it was, and how much I was fundamentally lacking in my juvenile development from my parents from members of my church from my school from my 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 friends parents that just had no concept of child psychology child di- development what what actually was going on in a family dynamic and and the implications thereof on on how you know, me or my friends or whatever started to develop not only our personalities, but how our value structures and what we subconsciously thought, which then later on translates into how we behave socially. um, Correct. And it's like, holy shit. I can't, I had a good upbringing. I had every ounce of privilege. If I want to say that from an educational standpoint in my hands, not only did I not know what I had in my hands, we didn't even have the complete picture in our hands mm-hmm. to where it's now I look at things and I'm like, we are set. You want to we joke about that, you know, 12 trains, three tracks there scenario, legit, scenario. We, we, narrowly missing each other. <laughs> OK, over time, we're going to have a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we're seeing it now. I mean, geez, OP, we, we could go down a rabbit hole on what we just see and watch it with Afghanistan and, and the, the leadership of what we're seeing that was just recently elected. I'm not even going to talk about whether it was good, holy or not. Biden was put in place. The Biden administration was put in place. And just to see what's going on right now. But more importantly, we can, we can have a conversation about him and what's going on and what we see, but what I think is more fascinating is what I see and I don't see from everybody that either supported him or that hated Trump and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, people, we, we, at some point we have to have as, as, a, as a society – we have got either it's going to come down to a, a come to Jesus moment where where things are so bad that and so many fee, people start feeling pinches of pain that people start saying, OK, I've got to I've got to pay attention better. I've got to I've got to think beyond my emotion or oh, oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen because uh, we have collectively, I think society really needs to. A, grow up, but B, get a better handle on their psychology and why they think what they think um, and really test themselves. And And I, it was interesting. I was at the bar the other night, just eating dinner. Like I said, I was eating dinner and having a drink and um, it was just interesting to sit there and, and talk with people. And the bartender, she's like, you know, I really love when out of towners come in, because the conversation is so much better. (laughs) And I, and I, and I, I did, I, 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 she, you know, talked a little bit more and I said, well, honestly, probably the reason why is because those people that are constantly traveling and working out of town and going places and having to live in those places get to experience a wide variety of people, mindsets, privilege, disadvantage, whatever. We get to experience so many more aspects of community and um, just local dynamics that you learn to observe and you learn to figure out where you are. And you learn to converse with each one of them and figure out how to play within their value sets. You, even subconsciously you, as a human, we need that. And, and that's what we do as a, as an animal, as a, as a, as a social animal. So those people that find themselves where, again, I, I, my, the town I live in is this big and, and I love a lot of the people in that town, but literally I will watch them load up their truck load up their massive fifth wheel camper with all of their stuff. We're going to go on vacation. And they literally drive 25 minutes to the lake, to the lake, to the lake. <laughs> 25 minutes. I mean, literally it's like, Oh crap. We ran out of toilet paper. All right. I'll, I'll be back. And they just run, run home. home. <laughs> it's, it's not like yeah. you got to go find a, a grocery store or you got to No, I'm just going to go run home. It's just like, wow, man, get you. I love small town America. I'm getting ready to go back home to small town America and I embrace it because I am freaking done with the traffic of the Denver metro area. But by the same token, if you never engage, truly engage anyone that doesn't hold your same cultural value, cultural identity, man, you are at such a disadvantage on really understanding, I think, yourself, but even more importantly, having an understanding of why you believe what you believe and being able to articulate it and defend it rather than just some arbitrary thing. And so, no, I I mean, I... to the point when you hit record on this, I don't know if you're going to air this or not, but the, oh, the question was, is, okay, <laughs> well, the, the question was, is how was the response? Mm-hmm. How was the response to that first one? Because I will freely admit I was not, an, you know, everybody taught, it, it seems cliche about that flow state, blah, blah, blah. Now it's the biggest thing. Oh, it's true. There's, there's a reality of that flow state where your mind gets into something and it clicks and, it and just it, Yes, and your your brain is just making connections and synapses are just firing. And you're like, ah, that was not me on that. For <laughs> I was I, tired. I got wood working all night. I, I started it, to listen. To me, to it, it felt to to me it felt disjunct or or just it seemed so random. I was like, oh. it was now okay. It was random. I mean, it was random
1: in a mofo, <laughs> but but it was all intertwined. And I think the message came through. And I it was three hours and fifteen minutes. I haven't listened to the whole thing. And I very very <laughs> rarely will listen to an episode after i record it but i was like okay correct. this is this correct is i can't worthy yep. of the listen so i think i'm about 40 minutes in um and we we still haven't gotten there <laughs> 40 minutes in <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say 40 minutes in we didn't we haven't even
2: done an introduction yeah. yet what are you so talking about
1: we were uh yeah but uh, again the response has been has been pretty freaking good man. I was actually pleasantly surprised with it. I didn't think it would be bad, but it's been it's been pretty good. But to jump on what you were saying, um I could boil that down to a word almost, right? Is is uh diversification, right? The fact that we are intertwined, right? Where where small town America is now intertwined with with Denver metro and LA basin in order for us yes. to function in our i don't even know the word to put on it that's crazy our uh our our blue light world (laughs) for the lack of a better freaking phrase right we we have to understand what's going on in 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 you know small small town america and like i said denver metro if you're going to even function, right? So you yeah. can't take your your small town ideals and and think that that applies everywhere and vice versa. And I think that's yeah. the big rub, right? Is that and and realistically, it's kind of new that we're in the place we're in. And even more so with call it our generation and maybe the part of the generation just below us, right? This interconnectivity that we're <laughs> oh, experiencing yeah. is is in the blink of time, right? It's a small yeah. fraction of what we've been dealing with. So we nec- We really don't know how to deal with this shit.
2: And 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 that's and that's so perfect because I, I really do think that we're dealing with two generations now. And, and to define what I consider a gener. Here, hold on, hold on, hold on, seconds. hold. On. <laughs> all right, this is, this is for you, brother. I I did that completely for you um, because from an editing standpoint, if you have a constant low background noise, that's a hell of a lot easier to pull out than on, off, on, off, on, off, off, on, off, on up. So I've got my AC, the fan was clicking on and off. So I just kicked it on so that way it so anyway, no, but what you just said was ap- just dude money. And it's it's going to be the core piece of what I talk about in that part two of understanding ideology, because, you know, from, from in my mind, a generation, I just kind of look at it as about a 20 year timeline and, and basic meaning from a, from a, when a person is born, they grow up hit about 20 years old and then they reproduce and they have kids of their own and start raising their kids. We can have a discussion of what a generation is. That's what I look at from a biologist is, you know, when we say uh, fecundity and and fitness in a population, it's when does the offspring reproduce? That is a that is an add to the population. Just because you have a fawn or a calf born, is it relevant if that fawn or calf dies before it can actually reproduce? And so you only count that individual once it basically clicks over it, it. and it's it's sexually is able to reproduce. So if we look at that, again we go back to what we were talking about before with cell phones and everything else. And in quite essence, it's not just cell phones. It's it's the mentality of safe spaces. It's the mentality <laughs> of it's the mentality of you know we were talking about what, what I mean, dude. Here we go. Let's tie this in. We talked about Kmart sneakers. Okay, we talked about getting, you know, growing up in a a larger family and some of you got hand-me-downs, you know, because you'd buy the the oldest child, the new clothes and then the next. It just it just got Mm hand-me-down, whereas now it's a competition. And again, I was listening like we talked about when we first started, I was listening to Michaela Peterson's podcast today and they were talking about, you know, when all of a sudden your 11 year old says, I want an iPhone. Well, number one, 11. No, that's like more eight, yeah, nine, six. ten when that, yeah, that well, I want an iPhone. Okay, well, hold on a minute. Do you really need an iPhone? No, from a, no, from a functional standpoint, no. From a developmental standpoint for that child and their brain and their functioning and social, you know, social functioning, probably not. It's probably not the best thing. But then you have to deal with the peer pressure side of it to where – all of their every other kid in their school is going to have the not only an iPhone, I can sit here and grab my iPhone eight that is like cracked and everything else. And probably I literally could not connect to my friend's Wi-Fi earlier to do the 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 live the with Jay Scott, the, the Instagram live, because my iPhone can't connect to 5G and his Wi-Fi is 5G. And he's like, I got nothing for you. He's like, buy a freaking new Get phone, a new game, phone man. Yeah. I'm like I'm not spending that money okay so it's not even that you have an iPhone it's do you have the latest iPhone to keep and I remember as a kid I, I I vividly remember this and maybe this was one of those defining moments when I was a kid I owe my family did not have a lot of money I will tell you I do remember having pasta uh, that that my mom poured ketchup over because that was a we didn't have pasta sauce we had a little bit of pasta and we had ketchup. I remember ketchup sandwiches, you know, we, oh, we didn't dude, barbecue have barbecue sauce sandwich. That was the best buddy. <laughs> there, there you go. And you didn't think anything of it as a no. kid. You're like, okay, well, it's kind of weird, but okay, I'll eat it and then I'll go play. Okay. So I I came from that. And I remember constantly getting the, the Kmart, you know, mm-hmm. sneakers that I'd blow through in a year. And they were never popular and they were not that, but everybody had the latest Nike sneakers. And back then I remember it was the white, the white on white that, you know, all the, you know, just everything was just beautiful, just white sneaker. And I remember get, and I don't, I don't remember if it was Christmas money. Or birthday money or a con. So my birthday is in January. So it's close to Christmas. So oftentimes I'd get a Merry Christmas, happy. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, happy birthday gift. I'd be like, you. but I don't, I had money. And my mom finally said, she's like, you can spend it on whatever you want. And I'm like, yes, I'm going and buying that set of Nike sneakers. And I still remember this. I, I blew all my money on this one set of sneakers I walked into school and I thought I was the shiznit, man. I was like, hell yeah, I've got the best sneakers. I think I got like two people that noticed it. And then in six months I blew out of those sneakers. And I, and I, it would just hit, I was like, I don't remember what it was like $70 or something at the time I spent. I don't remember what it was. It was some ungod for me at that age, yeah. ungodly amount of money. And it didn't give me what I thought I was going to give me. And it was gone. I mean, like in six months they were blown out and ripped up. And I, and I mean, they, they were no longer this, I, it was like, what did I just do? You know, for me being a fisherman, you know, is I was just infatuated with fly fishing. I was five minutes from a trout stream. I'm like, You know how much fly fishing stuff I could have bought (laughs) that I would still have, that I would still be using? I could have bought, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, the peer pressure side of things, of kids these days, is massive. But we have two generations, at least I think two generations of parents that feel – The peer pressure from their own friends in the community that I need to give my kid every. My kid needs to have that status symbol, so I will give my kid everything. To where all of a sudden it dilutes this down to where, and these are child psychologists and just you know evolutionary psychologists and you know biologists and all that. To where you look at what it does to the developmental psyche of a growing individual, and that that individual literally and and from the clinical term becomes retarded in their development of what they should experience. Think about the, the, the colonial days and the mid 1800s when mom or dad died in child, not, not, not dad, mom died in childbirth or dad died somewhere else off of war or, or some other, you know, skirmish. I'm going to leave. I've got to go into town, which is a two day ride on horseback. I'm going to leave my 11 year old daughter to take care of my nine year old son and seven year old daughter. The 11 year old is now the adult taking care of everything for several days. Now, this is not an anomaly. We we still have families and structures and situations where this might be the case today. But that was the norm back then that our children were so much more developed psychologically and emotionally and more independent and resilient at that age than we have 20 some year olds that just can't handle it i'm literally i i feel so triggered i'm literally shaking Sur- i'm literally shaking i can't i can't do it survival like, was a holy- family
1: affair though Right. I remember yes. my grandmother telling me, like, you know, I'd be going on the way home, you know, walking, walking down a dirt road. If we saw a chicken and we want a chicken for dinner, we grab that chicken, you know, yep. and, and you had said something, right, is uh, parents today. Right. And, and I'll, you know, I'm just air quoting that, take it back a little bit, you know, feel the peer pressure. And I think and it, whatever, for whatever reason, it triggered a thought in me. And I've said it. I'm guilty as shit of it. Right, I want my kids to have it better than I had, but there's a caveat to that. and In my head, that caveat is I want them, if I'm doing that as a parent, I have to be cognizant of the fact that I valued the struggles I had as a child and I let them know what those struggles are and have to give them things or put things in front of them that are well-deserved, well-earned so they can also have some value to the things that i'm giving them so they have it better than myself right and i think you that's want, where the fail point is at do you want
2: them to have all the material things that you never had or do you wish that they knew everything that you wish you knew mm-hmm. back then that's it that's it do, do you want it, i again well, i think i used it last time and and maybe i didn't but you know be the person you needed when you were that age. Okay. Did, did, I need somebody to give me a pair of sneakers? No, but did I need somebody to, to help me understand what the difference between that pair of sneakers and the value was going to be? Yes. Now would I have made the same choice? Maybe because I was immature, mm. but would I have been given an understanding? Would I have been given the, the at least the fundamental seed in the brain to have the tools to, to understand that stuff? I, so many people, I think, and, and we're talking about, you know, all the way back to the early 2000s. Especially, that's just when I started paying attention to some, some of these things. You look at what we've done and it's, and it's not from a malicious standpoint. Everything has been done with the most altruistic and, and the most love that can be given. But that's the problem is sometimes that's not the best. Ba- I mean, yeah, there's again, here's a rabbit hole. But my point being is, is it's not that everybody was was just a ignorant, evil piece of blankety blank. No. All of a sudden, wealth was increasing. Opportunity was increasing. Those things were lacking in their previous life as a child. Now they have the means by which to give. And so their first just intrinsic idea, part of it is I'm just going to give to my kid because I want them to have everything I've wanted to have. The other part about that, however, is we also had a fundamental shift in a lot of people where I'm an adult, I still want to party. I want to have my professional career. I still want to go out with my friends. I still want to go to the lake. I still want to have this free lifestyle. Yeah, but I already have some kids too. (laughs) Now why not? And kids became a, Oh, that'd be a cool thing to have. It'd be like buying a new puppy. And I hate to say that, but there's a lot of people that had kids because, well, that's what you do. Or, well, I've always wanted to have kids. Okay. You've always wanted to have kids. You like the idea of having kids, but you never dove into the psychological reality of, okay, what is it that you're doing? You're not buying a goldfish. Okay. You're creating a human being. That human being is going to develop. And it's your responsibility to to guide the development of that next human being into a functioning, responsible, beneficial adult on the landscape. It's not a goldfish. You can't. And so there's a lot of a lot of parents that they wanted all of their things to check off their box. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for you. Well, here, here's a new iPhone and here's the new Xbox and here's the new this and here. I'm going to just give you things. Just, oh, there you go. You're happy. And oh yeah, go do what you want with your friends. Oh yeah, just whatever you need. We've got to spend, we've got disposable money but me as a selfish individual I don't have disposable time as much as maybe I should so I'll give you those material things and you you're fine go, just go sit in front of the screen watch that movie or watch that we're going to go over here and we're going to drink or we're going to go over here and go do this or whatever I hate to be critical about it but you look at society you look at those adults and you're like what are you doing what you, this is and and I I've, I've dealt with friends and family that I've had to sit there and I'm like um sorry no that vacation to XYZ, uh, no, you, you have children. Your children are first from the day they're born until they walk out your door independently. They should be your priority. number one priority. Yes, sir. Everything else after that is that is that you're you are second. And we have so many adults out there that have kids that literally it's, and I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm sorry. My opinion. I look at them and I'm like, did you just simply have kids as an insurance as a life insurance policy for when you're older, when you, when, when you're old and, and you need somebody to take care of you because I look at what they do and how they interact with their kids. And then I see what's going on with their kids. I'm like, don't tell me you have a rebellious. There are rebellious children in some of the most well uh raised do. households yeah. but you also have children that are i'm sorry lovingly mistakenly neglected mm-hmm. and you, that you you you're telling me they're acting out or or they're doing these things okay what do Why? you expect you've been completely absent for the bulk of especially we could talk about from the zero to four-year-old time period and then the four-year-old to like the 12-year-old time period. But if you're telling me you haven't been, you haven't been engaged since they've been nine until they're 15, what the hell are you doing complaining when things are are going off the rails at 16, 17, 18? Of course they are. And so anyway, again, here we are. We're supposed to be talking about elk in this one. <laughs> We're going to get to it. <laughs> my, my Anyway, my, I think so many people, to bring this back, I think the reason why these type of discussions are so valuable and, and people find value in them is because in the wee tiny little back part of our skull, we're like, this isn't right. Something's not right. I, I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't agree with that. Something seems wrong with that. And I can't, I can't put my hands on it. Now, unless you start spending time, like I have the past almost two years now wrapping my head around things, it's going to seem dis disjointed. It's just going to seem random, but I'm telling you it's not. Yeah. And that's the thing is the human body is human mind is not equipped to live in a world of chaos. It is not. And if you will, if you, Spend some time in personal development in understanding how you think, how the human brain processes, how the human brain thinks, what interspecific relationships are necessary for a healthy human brain and a healthy body. And especially if we're talking about raising children, you've got to get the hell out of the freaking the just the iphone and and mainstream media you've got you're gonna have to start digging for resources to learn about these things and i think that's why you know this worthless no not your pod, i'm not saying your worthless podcast my worthless <laughs> words coming out of my worthless mouth people people are like holy shit that wow or our conversation is holy shit If you want, if, if, if this type of stuff is giving you that holy shit moment, you need to go jump over to the Jordan Peterson's and Brett Weinstein's and Eric Weinstein's and, and all, all these other people that are literally out there just pounding the drum of here's how we think, here's what should be going on. Here's what's going on in society. Here's why it's wrong. Here's how we can get back on track. And can you, you know, there's so much out there once you, open yourself up to receiving it it's it's just it's just amazing so i'm happy for you and the podcast that people enjoyed at least (laughs) the ones that reached out to you you know here's the question did your did your subscriber numbers go down that's that's, well
1: we'll see right (laughs) let's let them get through the three hours and 15 minutes (laughs) because it's going to take them a week to do so yep it's uh no, I thought I was good, man. And and like we said before, right? If if somebody's listening to that and they're not into it and they were looking for elk specific, just you know, go Skip. to the next one. Come back to that. Skip. Yeah. No. Just come back to when, it at when some the, point. When the student is ready, though the yeah. teacher will appear. That's it. That is it, man. It's uh I enjoyed the heck out of it. That's why, you know, I, I love this stuff. Yeah, so it, it's amazing. And then to to hear Different ideas, right, and bounce stuff off of, and 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 it, you know, we're kind of going like this down the street, right, or on that track, and then to hear, oh, hey, look at that, you know, his shit just turned left, you know, let me follow yeah. that because I was digging yeah. it. Yeah, there's to me, there's that is the most, that's the healthiest thing you can do, right, dude. It is oh. the healthiest thing you can do. Even uh, we said it on the last one. Even if you disagree, even if you semi. Follow that track. You can come back to your track. Follow Dude. that track. Your enlightenment, your understanding and reasoning and, and abilities over on your track is it, just going to broaden your your horizon. It, this shit's crazy. Your, your,
2: your, your point is perfect right now because literally I experienced this today. So I'm wrapping up my project. Okay. So I've got all of my Ass, ass, ass Asses? I've only got one. <laughs> Assets assets off of the construction site. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've got to run some stuff up to Fort Collins, which is it used to be a 30 minute drive. Now who knows? Traffic (laughs) was stupid. Well, I decided I haven't, I literally have not been up in this North Fort Collins area for a long time. College Fort Collins used to be a small college town to where when college was out in the summer, no one was in town now. No, it's a massive city. That always wanted to keep the small town feel, so they never developed their highways and road structure to handle the number of people. So it's just gridlock everywhere. So I, my brilliant brain, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bypass all that. I'm going to go way to the north and take the the this like north road in. You and how
1: many other folks so, had the same
2: thought? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> here's the but here's the other thing. There's a there's a rail yard up there. And so there's trains going across, you know, the roads and such. And what you just said about going down the track and looking and noticing. So here we, here's a train and it's got the intersection blocked. I'm on the intersection. I want to go this way. Train's over here. No one's moving. I'm like, is everyone trying to turn left? Why, why, why are we not moving? What? Just, just, and I, so I pull out. So I could see down the road because no one's coming my way. I pull out around and look. There's only like two vehicles that have their left turn lane, the left turn signal on. Everyone else is stacked behind them. I'm sitting there, I'm like, just go around. Yeah. Just just go around. What are we doing? <laughs> and I mean at this point, I'm like. At you know, at 20 minutes in, I'm like, what are we doing? What well, just <laughs> go right? And, but I'm like, way the hell away. So train moves, guards come up, traffic starts going, those two vehicles turn. I start getting up close. I'm like the third person back, and all of a sudden, here comes the train again because they're just jockeying on rails. Here comes the guards down again, closes the, the closes the intersection. So here I am with a full-size truck and a full-size horse trailer, you know, big, long horse trailer full of gear. I'm sitting there, left turn lane, left turn signal. I'm like, I look at all the other tracks. I'm like, screw you. And I just go around them. And through the intersection, I go. <laughs> the number of people are like, oh, oh. we could do that. <laughs> oh, at <and just, laughs> every uh, gee, yeah. all of a sudden, all yep. of a sudden, traffic started flowing. Yep. So many of us just get in this, this blunt, this, this drone mindless state where we're just, we're looking through a paper towel tube.
1: Man. Some,
2: exactly. <laughs> where you're just, you're mm-hmm. not mentally engaged. Yeah. And like I said before, like the, the previous podcast, I said, you know, my truck broke down and literally I had, I mean, all of a sudden it's a, Oh shit factor where there's some troubleshooting. I've got to engage. I, I might. And it was as frustrating instantly pissed me off. And then it was like, Oh hell, I've got, okay, we've got a puzzle. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna, we're gonna figure this out and get all the logistics and all. Okay. It was just like that today. It just all of a sudden one person, all it did was take one person to go, how about we just do this? And people were like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's great. And here we go. And and everything. It just it just opened the whole freaking thing up and then gridlock was gone. It's like people you've been driving since you were 16 years old. <laughs> you're adults. I'm wa- I'm driving by adults. I'm like, you should know this. Okay. All right. This, this, but you're just tunnel vision. This, go ahead. Go ahead. Go this, ahead. I'm gonna,
1: this is a profound statement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: But, <laughs> just ask me. I'll tell you. There is an inherent issue with what you're talking about. Right. And that in my head, is that we spend so much time focused on the problem that the solution is impossible right to get to? It's right there, no matter how flipping close it is to your nose, right? Right there. Yep. The problem's the train. The problem's the train. The
2: problem's Correct. the train. Preach it. Right? Amen. At, right. Abs- yep. Exactly. It's no, it's crazy. It's, not. it's like <laughs> it's it's the fact that you can't. The, the fact that you can't just. Disengage. Look. Ah, go. You know, just just work around it. Work nuts, around man. the problem. Yeah, just it, it's
1: crazy. You know, how do you solve a problem? <laughs> you look to solutions. You
2: don't solve
1: a problem by focusing on the problem
2: <laughs> and just getting a. And to to be honest, you're right. A just focusing on the problem and bitching about the problem, or well, I've got time to check Instagram <laughs> or I, get, I can get, yeah. on, I can get on Facebook and I can just sit here and be mindless. Yeah. Again, okay. <laughs> Again the, focus some, on the solution, not the problem. <laughs> some, someone, someone else has created a problem. And so, or, or someone else is, is dictating my movement right now. Yeah. Okay. I acquiesce and I'll just wait for you to let me go. I will obey and I'll just, no, there is no, you can legally legitimately just go around. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, tunnel vision. Anyway, is is elk season coming up or yeah, something? Or you what? know,
1: that's kind of a good segue, right? Because <laughs> we should have the same mindset in the elk woods. And, uh, and look at you, would, the segue. Yeah, buddy. look at you. So so check this out, right? And this is even it's almost better like segue. you know what you're doing. So okay, so what what does it cost on row hunting resources for a single module? Twenty six dollars, right? <laughs>
2: 25, $25. something. Yeah, twenty five bucks. Okay,
1: so if for you the, want for the
2: three for the three month elk module. Okay.
1: yes. If you want to be solution focused in the elk woods, the best the <laughs> dude the best video you can watch. Okay, and I've and I and I'm not downing anybody else's stuff. I love it all. I consume it all. I check it out because it's just knowledge, right? One of the best video series that you can watch anywhere on the internet about elk is on row hunting resources, and it is midday prospecting. When you watch oh, part one awesome. and part okay, two awesome. and you look you at it. the problem and yes. try and work out potential solutions in that scenario, that in my head is one of the most powerful elk Hunting resource learning kit videos, however you want to phrase it, there is bar none. Period, point blank, dude. You, you, what I've watched that thing like three times, and every nice. single time, my heart, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked if that's my scenario because man, yeah. my <laughs> adrenaline is pumping, and I'm like on the edge of my seat, and I'm like what's Chris? I've seen it three times. What's yeah, Chris going to do? Coming. I know it's yeah, coming. You know, it's going to come What's Chris going to do, dude. When that first bull shows himself, I about lose my shit every time. dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the other, and I appreciate, I do. I appreciate that, man. I mean, it, cause it's a, it's a fundamental different philosophy. And I, and again, I've been on a, a bunch of different podcasts and, and uh, I was doing a, facebook or instagram facebook instagram live today with jay and you know these these questions keep coming in and it, uh, there's no there's no there's just no sexy way to say it I, I i have a completely different philosophy than what so many people out there are talking about and my philosophy boils down to how can i be more efficient in my calling in regards to the efficacy of what I'm doing, every time I do something, is it going to give me a favorable response or is it going to move the needle in the direction I'm, I'm hoping it moves? And my, my whole goal is to efficiently do that no matter who What? Where? It doesn't. I don't care what and what elk it is. I don't care what age class it is. I don't care what kind of pressure system it's in, uh, a hunting pressure or predation pressure, herd dynamic. It it's it 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 really boils down to it. It becomes irrelevant. And you know, people talk all moon phase or early season versus late season, or or what would you do? It just stop, stop. I don't. I'm not playing to testosterone not to start i'm coming in at the fundamental base layer and there are some people that just and, and, I, and the reason why i'm saying this is twofold one there's some people that that's not how their mind is wrapped their mind is wrapped about okay what what do i do just tell me what i do with this situation that's all i need to do and i'm going to i'm going to run over here i'm going to run over here to this situation that's fine If you end up in that situation, but what happens if while you're going running over there, you trip up, fall, stumble down the mountain and you wake up and you're like, wait, I'm in a different situation. Are you going to come running all the way back to me trying to figure out now what to do with the next situation? Or do you want to come in? with all of the information of of understanding the why of what they're doing. So that way it doesn't matter what you went run run into, you know, you have a good understanding of what you probably should do. And to your point on that video, there's a reason why so many of my videos have 10 minutes of dead air of where I'm just standing there listening for 10, 15 minutes. You know, people are like, why don't you just cut that shit out? It's just that. De- no, there's a reason. Absolutely. I I just vocalized. Now I'm going to stand here for as long as it takes for me to either get a response or for me to go, okay, I've given it 15 minutes. Now I feel it's time to do something else. And this is, and most of the time I'm going to sit there and I'm, this is why, okay, I've been here 15 minutes, haven't gotten a response. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there talking to you know put your ear to the wind. Here's how you listen more efficiently. Here's why I'm listening, where I'm listening. Here's what's going on. Okay. Maybe 15 minutes goes by, nothing happens. And then I say, okay, well, nothing happened there. Let me just shut the camera off. Let let me go several hundred yards and I'll kick it off again. And I kick it off again. And here we repeat. And there's some of those strategies and actions videos where the video it's, it's an hour long. I started the calling sequence And an hour later, I finally have the elk in front of me, but you, I let the entire hour long you know, game, if you will unfold. I I might cut through, you know, if I'm moving and you'll see me just, I'll just speed up the video. So you can Mm -hmm. see I'm moving, I'm moving across the landscape. Okay. Set up, boom, and let it play again. But There's so much of this in 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 many. I'm not going to say just so much of of Elk instructional series. Let's just take that out of it. But if we watch a lot of YouTube stuff, which a lot of people do, to get their in get their knowledge, folks, that stuff's edited so stinking heavily that you're watching. In some videos, you're watching multiple days of of activity. You're watching tiny chunks of hours of each several days condensed into one visually appealing elk encounter and you don't get to see all the dead space all the failures all of the all the the the, the distance moved and and What is different about this area versus what I, we just left from, you know, you, all you see is, Oh, we didn't get anything here. So we moved camp. Okay. We moved. Okay. We'll move camp again. Okay. Stop a minute. Stop. You didn't get into an elk in the first scenario. You didn't get into an elk based on your calling strategy. And we know a lot of what's on TV these days or YouTube these days, you went to one place, it didn't work, but you were finding signs. And then you went to a next spot right immediately there. I'm like, okay, hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on. What happened in there? You were in a spot. Elk sign was there. You didn't get a response based on the tactics you were using. Yes. And then you moved. Okay, well, hold, hold on a minute. Why did you move if the elk were there? Well, because we want, this is the tactic we're using oh okay fine if if we're going to just sacrifice we just found an elk but we're going to sacrifice that elk we're not going to go after that because they didn't want to play our game so we moved to the second spot okay you went and you did the same thing what's going on in this area why did you go to this area is it the same habitat how far did you go why did you go there and then you moved again well holy shit what okay where are we going now now you're in a third spot and then you get a response. Okay. Why? What's going What? Okay. What the hell? I'm watching this video. I What I saw in the first video seemed very similar to the third video. What was the difference there? Well, we found a bull that wanted to play. Well, God, God, that doesn't help me. You know, I just like, how, what, what the hell am I going to do? So for the video, like you said, that particular video, one and part one and two, and so many of the other ones, no, I might move. But that out, that video might be 30, 45, 60 minutes long. And, and I'm going to explain. Here's what's going on. Here's why I'm standing where I am on the mountain. And here's what's going on around me. And there's oh shit moments, right? Oh shit. Oh, yeah, I didn't exactly. realize
1: that 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 draw came in like this and drops off right there. Uh how do I yeah, play Yeah, it
2: bends shit? around right. and and all of a sudden I cross that major canyon come up the other side and the wind is completely fubar. <laughs> I'm like son of a I mean I just, I finally find these elk. Not only did I get one response, I get three responses, three different bulls. I go over across the canyon, pop up the other side, and the wind is right at my back and blows right into them. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? But there's a lesson. I should have known better. The reason why they were there during the middle part of the day is because the wind was variable there. There That's why they were there. What the hell am I doing just going over there? Dumbass. I know I should have known better. The elk are sitting there because the wind is variable. So if I'm going to get over there and the wind blows at my back, whose fault is that? Now, that's mine because I'm a dumbass. So I should have gone. I should have done things differently, but I didn't, I bumped them. They moved. I let them settle down. And then you watch the rest of it where I said, okay, let, let's try to work and let's see if we can't make that. Let's see if we can't call something in now for me, my value set. I can't really say that they were maybe a call in, but were there two shot opportunities in that whole sequence? Hell yeah, there mm-hmm. were on, on two really nice bowls. Holy shit, were they the first one? Were they standing, you know, five feet, seven yards, whatever in front of me? No. But could you have 30, 40 yards shot one? Yes. Dude, that, so,
1: that first monster, he has that. I'm looking, right, and I'm zooming in. I'm like, shit, that's – I could thread the needle through that. <laughs> right? And he's yeah, broadside is, for minutes, and I'm like, holy shit, you got to creep up right there? I can get in, you know, 25, correct. 30 yards and thread that bad boy.
2: And and that is – and I it, I – I appreciate that this, this discussion, because that is one thing that also sets this, what I've tried to put in the row hunting resources, elk module, the Elk Hunting Institute, what I've tried to separate it apart of, there are a lot of these videos in there that I'm, I'm, I'm physically not trying to kill that elk. And, and the, the, the real point, for that. And the reason why I still like doing those videos is because so many people are so focused on, I've got to kill it at the first millisecond that I think I have an opportunity. What you don't realize is if you just slow down a minute and had experience in watching elk over multiple occasions, you'll understand that You actually might have more time than you thought you did, and you actually might have a better opportunity coming up here in two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes from now. Now, I understand it's taking you five days to find an elk, and here's an elk at 45 yards, quartering away, and you can thread the needle. Okay, I, I understand that, but if you understand what you're watching, what you're seeing, and what that animal's actually doing, you may recognize that you're like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. Like this bull. He's not going anywhere. He's trying to keep his cows settled there. They bumped out of the bedding area and they moved and he stopped them. He settled them. He's keeping them there. He's just keeping track of what's going on. The cows are over here feeding. And then there's other cows over there feeding. The cows are settling down. He is just taking inventory. We've got a satellite bull around us. Dude, we've got time here, man as long as the wind doesn't just turn around and smack me in the back of the head, we've got some time to let this thing unfold. How about I just take a moment? Let's watch. Or like you said, okay, head down, blocked his back, no one around. I'm going to take five steps get behind that tree. Okay. Watch actually. Yep. Yeah, we're good. We're two, three more steps behind that tree. Okay, now I just, okay, I can go tick 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 up to this one. And now I've cleared 10, 15 more yards. And rather than a 45-yard shot that I'm trying to thread through the trees, now I'm 30 yards and he's, all I need to do is just, he's going to come because he's just doing a loop. All I need to do is let him come right, circle back around. Oh, there's the satellite bull. Get ready because he's, yep, here he comes. The satellite bull's here. This bull's going to walk out. Now it's 30 yards broadside, wide open. Come on now, dude. So, but if you don't, if you don't, and this is why there's so many hours of video of elk interactions. So you can sit and watch how long sometimes a it takes, but more importantly, sometimes how much time you have.
1: Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring us back a little bit, right? And, and <laughs> because I think if someone hasn't seen that video, right, they're, they're not gonna understand how powerful that video is. And, and now, part the of that- Midday prospecting, right? right? And, okay. and part of that video strikes me as, as invaluable because you say it in the beginning, right? Like I came to this spot because it's right here, right? Everyone's running past where I think elk are gonna be, right? And if you look across the landscape, so to speak, there's a lot of backcountry stuff going on, right? The last two years, I'm in I'm in Western Central Colorado, okay. And in the last two years, where at? Um, (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Don't
2: answer that question. I'll answer
1: it. Where you hunting at? I don't care. (laughs) I'll answer it. I'm 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 outside of Naturita. So I've seen. Last year, we counted five guys. I was on the mountain 23 days, brother. I counted five guys, right? Dude, that's, that's a good spot. No keep your mouth shut. Yeah, keep that's your mouth no shut. One.
2: Don't tell anybody where you're going. Yeah. Right?
1: On the other side of that, the year before, three. There's oh, hell. There's trucks and shit all over the main road. There's trucks blowing by our little base camp hideout. When we drop down into the nastiness- there's nobody. And then if you yeah. do see a guy, you'll see him once and that's it.
2: And they're gone. They're gone.
1: Yeah. Right. It, the landscape is telling us that we're crowding each other to go deeper. Well, thanks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Cause yeah. I only got to walk yeah. a mile and a half. I'm doing a two, yeah. to three mile loop a day. Correct. Thanks.
2: Correct. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, you hear these people like, yeah, we, we, we put in 10 miles a day. Why? why? <laughs> what, what, where, where are you hunting? And why find a better area? I mean, if you're if you're having to cover that much country, either a) you are walking past a lot of shitting elk, or you're in a shitty area. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah, to say it. but and and maybe it's just overrun with people, and, and the elk are just are staying silent. But uh, uh, geez, oh freaking Pete. Mm-hmm. I mean, now don't get me wrong. There have been plenty of times where I've been out I, and, and I'm trying to find where the elk are. I might cover eight, 10 miles a day, but let me tell you something. I'm only going to do that one or twi- one or or once or twice and I'm going to settle into where the best elk sign is because, okay, I, you, you can't just keep doing that every day and expect it. No, no. Unless you're completely changing mountain ranges, just, you know, no. It, so many people, again, Aaron Snyder's telling. So many people are walking by elk to go find elk. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Just, it's crazy. And and with the popularity of, of backcountry hunting nowadays, sometimes the sanctuary area is not deeper. Right. It's like right behind the trailhead. Right. Where, or right behind the golf course that butts up against the, the, the national forest there next to that subdivision. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the goats and llamas and. Yep.
1: Guide spike camps and whatnot, you know, go, go attack them. Um, But I think, I think we're missing it a little bit because of that. Um, And then, so going back to what we were talking about, you know, when you're talking about that video, right. And, and you had said something there, the elk don't know your guidebook, your plan, your strategy book, right. So if you go in there and, and, and you said, you know, forget what you said um you you gotta you gotta be able to improvise on the fly and the only way that you can improvise on the fly is understanding the why they're doing what they're doing without the understanding of the why right dude you know how many times i've gone in and it's like well damn, that was stupid. Right. I want to go in and I'm going to
2: scream. I'm
1: going to scream. I'm going to scream. And I don't get a response. Why is he
2: moving away from, or yeah. Or why are they moving away from, right? It's like, well, what the hell's gee. going on? They don't know that game plan. Right. I, didn't, all, I wasn't, all they, all they know is elk. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they, 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 they know their life. If you, I mean, that's the thing is we, we come at it from a standpoint of soccer practices and TV shows and work and school and all these other things that are going on in our world. And we come in this world to play. Uh, No, this is, this is their world. This is, this would be like someone trying to slip into your house on a normal week and trying to beneficially change your behavior. How easy is it going to be to somebody slip into your house A undetected and then B get you to do what they want you to do. (laughs) Excuse me. What the hell are you doing? Why are you here? You're not supposed to be here Mm -hmm. and I don't like get the freaking hell out or I'm, I'm going to move. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. You're in their world. This is their world. And their entire world is, can I survive? And so, you know, and in September it's, can I survive and can I reproduce? So you got those two things going on. All of, not all most hunters enter the woods going, Oh, I'm going to play to that. That Oh, they want to reproduce. They want to reproduce. They want to reproduce. And I'm going to play to that. Oh yeah. 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 By the way, they want to survive. So I got to, i be, I got to be careful of the wind. Uh, no, you've got to be careful of everything. You, you come into this situation and you sound like, Oh, I don't know a hunter and you're, you're, engaging in a completely random way that doesn't make any sense on the landscape or vocally at all. Uh, no, you know, you, obviously, you know, if you watch the website, I talk about, you know, my little example of pushing the grocery, you know, grocery cart through the grocery store, you know, and the, and the person jumping up on the cart, yelling pencils and automobiles and bootlaces and everything else. Well, it's like, okay, well that's freaking random. And that doesn't seem right. So, how many of us are going to go over there. And for those that don't know, just watch It's, 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 it's even on YouTube. You can look it up, you know, mastering URL calling. Does it really matters is that is the title of it or something like that. Um, you can look it up. It, it's, it talks about the fact that it doesn't matter whether or not what there's, what you're saying, whether it's attractive to them or not, you might not even be attracted to something that someone's saying, but if they're saying something that makes sense you just disregard it without any thought and then you just move on with your day you don't change your behavior whereas if someone says something to you okay so it's it's not attractive to you okay fine but if it was just freaking weird and it just didn't make any sense and you seemed like a like a nut job or you seemed threatening or you seemed just a little off It doesn't matter that I'm not attracted to what you're saying. I'm actually concerned about what I just heard and and what I'm perceiving. So I'm just going to modify my behavior a little bit and just avoid you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people on the landscape that, you know, the example I give is, you know, again, the pencils and automobiles versus, you know, somebody I get, I can do it real quick here. You know, you're at a grocery store and you're, getting your groceries and, and you come around the corner you on, on your grocery list is carrots so you need to get carrots and down at the produce aisle you, you turn around the corner you start heading toward the produce aisle and all of a sudden someone puts a crate down and they jump up on that crate and start pencils automobile bootlace, lace winter jacket motor oil beach balls okay well if carrots were right behind the guy Okay, number one, how many people are going to want to go talk to the guy anyway? Versus if the guy had put down, you know, a, a little crate and got up there and said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, attention, please. Uh, we got an a overshipment of, of fresh peaches. So for the next hour, uh, peaches are a penny a piece, no limit. Okay, how many people are going to go to that person and talk to them now? And, and, and the, the first layer of that is, is, you know, the easy, the easy, the kindergarten layer is, well, yeah, he, he was, he was talking about peaches and I like peaches and I want to go buy his peaches. And so that's, that's why I want to go over there and talk to him. Okay. But the, the, but the most important part of that is what if you don't like peaches? Like I said before, the carrots are right behind the guy on your shopping list is carrots, What if you don't like peaches? Are you still going to go get your carrots? Most of us are just going to walk right by the guy and grab the carrots and move on. We're not going to change our behavior. We didn't want what he was selling. We heard his vocalizations. We heard what he was saying. That's not what we want. But we don't change our behavior behavior versus the first guy gets up there and talks about pencils and automobiles and bootlaces and winter jackets and beach balls and everything. Okay. Obviously he's not, it's just gibberish. This doesn't make any sense. That's kindergarten. What's the deep layer. The deep layer is the carrots are right behind that guy. How many of us are still going to go get our carrots or how many of us are going to say you know what not today i'm going to change my behavior i can get carrots another time i don't want to go over there and get near
0: whatever, whatever the heck
2: is. is going on is <laughs> okay you don't know the type of person that, the type of elk that you're going to run into but if you're always sitting there yelling pencils and automobiles and bootlaces and blah, blah, blah on the elk landscape, how many times do you hear people say, I just want to sound like an elk? What? I, a pencil is an English word. Bootlace, word in English language. Automobile. I know what an automobile is. What the hell's wrong with that? So pencils and bootlaces and automobiles, I know, that sounds like a person, that's a human being speaking English words. What's wrong? Whoa, well. I mean, well, I mean, what, I mean, what's a pencil got to do with an automobile with a bootlace? Ah, so you mean the words in relation to each other actually matter. And what the hell does a, you know, pencil and bootlace and automobile and bootlaces and all that stuff, you know, have to do with the produce department of a grocery store? So not only do they have to relate to one another, it has to relate to in the context of where the freaking vocalizations are coming from. So if you're the elk hunter that's out there just yelling pencils and automobiles and bootlaces, sure, yes, you might – Every time I give this example in a seminar, you'll have some jackass, you know, just smart, smart ass that says, I'll go over and talk to him. I'm like, you're dead. You're you're, you're you're the two and a half year old, three and a half year old bull that's like, I'm going to come run it in. You just ate an arrow, buddy. You just ate an arrow. That's more like the spike, man. Or that. But you're you are the vast minority. The vast majority of people are like, nope, not going over there because that's weird. Weird stands out to me. Usually when something is weird and stands out and it seems off, that raises my suspicion, my caution. I avoid I change my behavior now. But 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 like we talked about the person, you know, talk about peaches. Now they talked about peaches, quantity of peaches, price of those peaches. Those things went together in a logical manner. And it made sense that they were talking about those things in the produce department of a grocery store. So that all made sense. And if you want peaches, guess what? You're heading straight to the guy. You're like, hell yeah, I'm getting some peaches, penny a piece, no limit. Hello, I'll take all (laughs) of them. Thank you very much. Okay, versus I'm allergic to peaches, or not maybe allergic to peaches, but I don't want any peaches. Who cares? It doesn't matter that you don't want any peaches. Has anything raised your suspicion that something is wrong? No. So what happens? Do you respond specifically to those vocalizations? No. But do you change your behavior? Also, no. So, if that's the elk that you run into, and you can call like the guy sitting there talking about peaches, I don't care if they don't actually want what I'm selling. That's fine but they don't change their behavior. So if it took me five days, four days, three days, whatever, it took me a number of days to finally find this group of elk. And I go in there and yell pencils and automobiles and I blow them off the mountain because they're like, screw a bunch of this. This thing's weird. We're out. Great. Now what? Versus I walk in there and start talking about peaches and they're like, Oh, that's nice. And they go back to feeding. Okay. I just back out they don't change their behavior. I can come back in. Maybe now I talk about strawberries. Maybe I talk about carrots. Hey, guess what? Oh, I figured out they wanted carrots. Hey, guess what? We've got more carrots here. Penny a piece, no limit. Ah, (laughs) you already had carrots on your list. Now, after three iterations, I figured out what you wanted. And now I told you exactly what you wanted to hear. And I can put you right square in my lap. Thank you very much
1: it's that. a different philosophy. So we had a scenario last year, right? And, and I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't have done it right. I didn't, I didn't lend myself to the landscape, we'll say, but we're in this area. We got beat up by all that goddamn smoke last year. So we decided mm-hmm. to kind of boogie down and try and get out of it. Then we got 15 inches or so of snow. So we head to this area, pass some camps, And we're working down, you know, just working the ridge and I'm cracking off some contacts and just light little punky, man. You know, I just want to sound as as punky as I can. And what do I hear? Comes back just and just chuckling at me. Right. And I I listen to it and I go, son of a bitch, man.
2: (laughs) The wind, right? There's no depth. There's no, there's no depth. There's that not, there's none of that equalization of the lungs. It's like, you're a hunter.
1: So I'm like, okay, right there, and and then it just hits me, right, boom, smack in the face, and I go, son of a bitch, this is the problem. And I look at my buddies, and I was like, you know what? Film this, be a dick right now. (laughs) He called him in. So I go, you know what? Just because after ten days of getting our asses stomped, I'm gonna play with this. I'm gonna play with this guy. He deserves it, right? So I do the same thing, crack off a little punky locate, right. Son of a bitch just skips the bugle, goes right into the fucking chuckles, right? Oh, okay. Well, hold on a minute. Well, keep going. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. We're waiting. We wait, we wait like 30
2: seconds in this video. Oh, okay. Chuckles, there chuckles, you. Chuckles, okay. There you go. And I go, Holy you, you shit. Had me, you had me at the chuckles for a second. You had me I at said, the chuckles for a second. Holy
1: shit. He's running up the hill at us. And I go, what is the fucking problem right now? I go, this motherfucker is chuckling and screaming at me, right? And running at me with the wind to his back. My point is, going into what you said, do not be disruptive on the landscape. The best thing that you can do is what you were saying and offer the peaches. And if they don't take the peaches, Offer the strawberries. And if they don't off take the strawberries, then offer the carrots. But you can't even get there if you immediately go into being disruptive on
2: the flipping landscape, man. If if your first, if, if the first time you go to talk someone, <laughs> okay, so you, you want to go talk, you, you just want to walk up and talk to somebody. If you open the conversation by punching them in the nose, right. hey motherfucker. You might find it a little difficult to have a productive conversation after that. Maybe you just want to start off a little bit late. Just how about we work into this thing? But that's the thing, man. It's people forget and it happened today. And I, and I laughed at it because here I, here we are answering those questions on Instagram live and we've now granted Instagram live is one of those things where if, if you all of a sudden open your thing up and we've been live for the past hour, well, you don't know what we already talked about. All right. You know? So I understand that. that, that, that's not the issue. You might ask a question that's been asked three times already, but the funny part was is that baby laugh as this guy asked this question and I'm like it is the absolute typical and I, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way I mean this in a in an intellectual philosophical way it's your typical kindergarten question okay what calling strategy do I use if a bull's got cows okay well dude a, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> because, because my answer's my answer is the same. It's gonna, it's gonna come back at you the same. I'm gonna come in the foundation level of of vocabulary. I don't play to testosterone to start. I play to testosterone as essentially a last ditch effort. I don't play to testosterone. I play to base fundamental behavior and vocalization. So I don't care. What he's got. I don't care if he's a two year old, if he's a 10 year old, I don't care if he's got cows, if he doesn't have cows, I'm going to come in at that base level and then play with him and work my way up. But as I play with him. I'm good. The more I, as I start from here and work my way up, I'm going to be able to start to tease out who he is, what he wants. Does he want peaches or does he want strawberries? Or does he want carrots? Okay. The more I start to play with him without disrupting his behavior, the more I get to learn about him. And then at some point, maybe I'm like, Oh, I just need to set this up and I need to play to him specifically or, Oh, ah, gotcha. He's got cows. Okay. Well, He's in a spot where I can't really do anything. I tell you what, I'm not going to play to him. I'm going to play to his cows. And more more importantly, no, no, no. There's calves in there. Excellent. I'm going to play with the calves for a minute. I'm going to sucker a couple calves out. I'm going to see if I can get a couple calves coming my way. Just come out to play. Come on out. It's fun out here. Because when the calves leave, one, of the, one or two of the other adult cows are not going to let the calves run away for very long. They're going to come out. And if the cows come out, I'm just going to keep them coming out. And if the cows come out, well, gee, guess who's coming with them? He's not going to let the cows be out there very long. But guess what happened? Through this entire thing, I didn't disrupt a damn bit of their behavior. I didn't suggest that there was another bull in the country. I didn't suggest that there was some other threat that they had to deal with. There was no other blah, blah. No. couple calves were playing too far outside the group, so the adults came and got them that's it how hard is that guess what oh in this situation it didn't work the calves came in the cows came in the cows rounded up the calves they went back and the bull never presented me a shot okay fine i'll just back out i'll let you guys go off and i'll regroup and i'll play with you again and again and again and again until i figure out what you want and feed you my arrow or (laughs) <laughs> muzzle loader ball, you know, if we're talking September, right, you know, which most of these, you know, people right now are are focused on archery or muzzle loader. But dude, it it just it but it is, it's it's not the se- it, it's not the flashy way to call elk, but geez OP, do you give two shits? Excuse me. If you do you really care in January when you're eating elk backstrap, whether or not the thing screamed in your face? Or whether he came in and just gave you two soft bull mews? No, he, you, the, antlers are, around, yeah. the <laughs> antlers are up around the antlers are up on your wall, and the stakes are in your freezer. That's it. Do you really? And you've got the grip and grin. You've checked all the boxes. Come on, now let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But that, but
1: that should be the strategy, right? That should be the strategy. That plan, <laughs> if you want to be efficient, that plan is. In my head, going to lend itself to more scenarios than finding that one bull, right? Okay. The, the, the that the Valley of the
2: Ten Bulls. We talked about that last. Well, I guess maybe we did, but and and the quite Valley honestly, of the Ten Bulls.
1: I mean, if you look at Colorado, it's an OTC either sex elk tag, right? If it's day six of of seven days that you took Correct. off, right? Yep. But guess what? Screaming at a bull that's eight hundred yards away. It's probably not going to guarantee that meat as much as calf, cow, bring them in. Oh shit, there's a mature cow and kill them, yeah. right? there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just punch now, that tag.
2: Now, that's not, okay, and I want, let's just qualify because I know you're on the same page as I am, but let's just go ahead and qualify. I'm not saying the bugling strategies don't work, right. they absolutely can work. I'm and not saying that Absolutely. And I'm not saying that aggressive cow calling strategies don't work. They absolutely do. And I have examples of those. What we're saying, what my philosophy is, is I'm not coming in on my encounter punching with a with a baseball bat swinging for their nose. Okay, I'm coming in at the fundamental base level, base level communication, the same level of communication that cows are talking to the rest of the herd in January is the exact same base level communication as the cows are using to talk with the herd in June and July as they are in September and October as they are in December and January I'm coming in again aren't if we're calling elk aren't we supposed to be pretending to be elk shouldn't we be Cognizant of how elk actually communicate. And then if we are cognizant of how elk actually communicate, shouldn't we be sensitive to the fact that base level of communication is universal across whether you're a 15 year old cow or a seven month old or well, May, let's just say May 15th to June, July, August, September, four months, you're a four month old calf or you're a four-year-old bull or a 10-year-old bull. I've given this example before. I did some videos for the Elk Collective guys because, I mean, I like what they're doing. Um, just because you're a mature bull doesn't, re- doesn't mean that you don't remember what you – And your mother talked about what she told you when you were a bull calf, a 10 year old bull was once a four month old calf. Just think about you and I, when we're kids, you know, how many people, how many adults in our lives these days, adults, let's just Let's qualify. Let's qualify. (laughs) How many adults that have grown children or who don't have children walk around on a daily basis talking about poopy britches. (laughs) No, unless you've, unless you've had one too many of these, you shouldn't be talking about (laughs) poopy britches, right? But just because you don't use poopy britches in a daily basis, daily structure, a sentence anymore, doesn't mean you don't know what poopy britches are. Okay. When, When you were a kid or when your brothers or sisters were kids, little and your mom was saying, somebody's got poopy britches. You knew exactly what that meant. And now it might be 20, 30, 40 years removed from that experience. You still know what poopy britches are. So when I say I'm coming in at a fundamental vocalization standpoint, and I'm going to use Lost Muse and I'm going to use Assembly Muse and I'm going to say, I want, give me a response. Where are you? And, I, and I'm going to say, I want you to come to me. These are fundamental vocalizations that a cow would give her bull calf, just like her cow calf, for the first year of her life, uh, her or his or her life. He damn well knows what an assembly music mu is. Even if he's ten years old, he damn well knows what that is, and he knows what it means, and he knows the context of the cow that's giving it. There's so many. There's so many. Emo- I don't want to say emotional, but there's so many cognitive comfortably cognitive triggers. He's like, check, box, check, box, check. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. So you're a mature cow and you want me to come to you. Okay. But you don't really need a response. Obviously, if you're using that vocalization, you must feel safe and secure in your location. Otherwise you wouldn't be calling me to your location. So obviously it makes sense that you're a mature cow. You feel safe in your environment. You feel safe where you are. There must be no no danger. And you want me to come to you because you, okay, fine. I'll come to you. Mm And oh, oh, by the way, you're not asking for me me to give you a, a vocal response. So, maybe if I do anything, I'll just give you a mute just to let you know I'm on my way as a, yes, I'm complying with what you asked for. And? I give, give two rips if a bull, if a 10-year-old bull bugles at me or if he just goes. Eh.
1: Whatever, buddy. He,
2: I'll still, sh- exactly. <laughs> the-
1: I'm an equal opportunity arrow zipper. Yep. and And on the other side of that, right, is if that is your starting point. You can always escalate. Bingo. If you start from up here, and not to say that it can't happen, not to say that no. it, it hasn't happened, but if you start Correct. up here, trying to get it back down here and change what you started, right? By, you it's know, hard. walking up and punching them in the face, man, it's a lot freaking harder. And I've had yep. more encounters in the last couple of years by starting off soft, even just like with raking, right? I'm going to yes, view yes, over yes. here. I Dude, I love to rake. It's one of the, it may be, it may be my favorite call on the mountain is grabbing my stick and I carry a stick, pulling that sucker out and just raking. Right. And, and the things that happen, the hardest, and I'll just qualify The hardest thing is when that son of a bitch starts raking and he's 60 yards and he's covered. It is one of the hardest scenarios to break. so that's my caveat right it is one of perfect if you have opportunities to send shooter around and
2: call her his raking okay Okay, so let's let's play with this scenario a minute like let's just let's dive into an actual let's troubleshoot this a minute so when you're saying say he's 60 70 yards out and he he's all of a sudden you hear some bull out there raking as well and he just doesn't seem like he wants to you know come any closer what are you doing what, what's what's your plan b
1: I, I will typically move back introduce some cow sounds
2: okay what happens what what is your been what's your success
1: rate on that <laughs> very little um let's see 2019 we I kept that bull there I actually went into a I think I went into a breeding sequence I kept that little bull there trying to figure out how to get my boy a shot on him for let's call it 35 minutes. He's, he's downhill, not 40 yards from us, right? New growth in front of him. You can see his head come up, see us just tearing them freaking little aspens up and just couldn't get my boy to take a good line. I was just gonna hoop him around, drop him in on it. I backed off, a cow called, moved over here, started a little breeding sequence and he hung. He hung until it was like, okay, this is old hat.
2: Tell me what you. okay, I want you to define what you mean by breeding sequence.
1: Bull, now a bull comes in, interested in the cow sounds, and starts tending the cow.
2: Okay. So, you want to know where my mind goes? Yep. Yeah. Okay, let me take a step back before I do that so I understand that – Was this a cold calling setup or did you know the bull was down? Knew the bull was there. So what, I'll give you the whole fucking scenario. So. Start, start,
1: start from discovering all the way through. Okay. In camp, just got to camp, right? Okay. We're setting up camp, setting up. (whistles) Contact. Oh shit. There's a bull. There's somebody here. He's literally. Like right there.
2: Right below camp.
1: So camp's here, right? And. 45 yards to the hinge point of the hill we're sitting on top right hinge point of the hills 40 yards away and i look creep up of course right grab grab this grab that grab this get your bro let's go get to the edge peek over don't see anything back up so he can't see us and i'm like okay just a little mew right cracks off again
2: oh shit there he is
1: right I'm like, and I if I remember correctly, and I could be BSing if I remember correctly, my boy bumped some brush behind him, and I was just like, rake, right? Okay. I'ma just rake. Okay. All right. right? All right.
2: All right. If I remember that
1: that entire scenario correctly, right? And he came in, came, I don't know, it was probably another 30 yards, came in below us and just started thrashing the new growth. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm going to distract them. You're going to go this yeah. way, and you're going to drop down, and you're going to come in. And it's it's fairly open on this hillside, right? And it's like you don't have much cover. No camos on, right? We're, this is like. You're, dude, you're was, still, you just got done hiking in. We didn't even hike in. We drove in. We're setting up <laughs> our little base to hunt this area, right? And yeah, so
2: here the, he, he
1: heard the truck turn off. Dude, I don't even know if I had shoes on my feet. Right. I, uh, and keep, I remember, right, keep going. I keep remember going. my boy stepping and he was just on that grade about to try and go behind a tree and he ate shit. I mean, he just tennis shoes fell right to his back. Son of a bitch. Right. But I'm over here, 25, 30 feet. He's off. So if we're, if we're doing this, right, he's 12 o'clock below me. When we okay. start, I move over to about nine o'clock to start distracting. So my boy could work over three o'clock swing down, get on that bench and come in and just punch his ass. Um, Okay. So that's, that's the setup. That's how we found that bull. Okay. So that bull starts raking. I introduced a cow here at 12 to one o'clock. I move over and I'm raking at nine o'clock, right? So I – and I'm literally running on the top of this bench. He can't see me. I'm 15, 20 foot behind, and I'm moving back and forth. And I'll come over here and, you know, give that – that cow is interested, right? Just another little mew. And then get that bull going again, right? He's starting to huff. He's excited. I probably glunked a couple of times in there, and that bull stayed down. And I – the, the biggest issue with it was dominant position in my head. Dominant position now- from us. He's not going to come up. He can't see us. I know he can see up the hill. He Why wouldn't see he us. come up? I'm saying dominant position. I'm thinking he's like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know what's up there. He wasn't available, okay, well, but
2: okay, go for all right. it.
1: All
2: right. So let's, let's, let's put ourselves, I'm not even going to address what you, but, but, no, I'm not going to, how do I want to put this? Let's just throw ourselves at an elk's position for okay. a minute. So you, you pull in. Okay, at any point in here did you ever hear a cow sound from his direction? Did you ever hear any cows or no. calves talking or Okay. All right. all right. So this is very very common and I and I hear this a lot. You just drove your truck into that area. Okay? How so from when you turned the truck off, 2 hours. To when you heard, 2 hours. Okay. All right. So there've been time for things to settle down. Yes. Have you been talking verbally out loud like we are right now or were you guys quiet we're we're fairly quiet understanding that the bench
1: below us holds so we're fairly okay. quiet
2: all right so you're okay so there's a plausible idea that maybe this bull had no idea that you pulled in or that maybe maybe see this is this here's a lesson that i've learned from rocky mountain national park there's a reason why I both simultaneously love and hate roads and traffic in and around Elk areas. One, from a video standpoint, audio standpoint, it sucks because you hear people talking and you hear the vehicles and everything else. It just kind of kills the ambiance, mm-hmm. if you will. Likewise, if you're hunting, you know, hunting or whatever, roads, you know, can be disruptive. However, The other thing that roads and traffic does is splits up groups of elk on the landscape to where if all of a sudden that road inadvertently, you don't have a clue as you're driving on it. There might be an elk, a loosely aggregated elk herd or bull with cows or whatever. There's a loosely group of gaggle of elk right there in front of you in the road and they're on either side of the road. You drive through that group. You will split them and at some point they were they're going to split they're going to move off and they're going to move away but as things settle down at some point somebody's going to be like anybody out there where where'd you go and so you pulling i don't know this we don't know but you pulling into camp maybe he was following maybe it maybe he was a bull loosely following a group of cows up the side of the mountain and, and here you come pulling into the camp. Of course, he's going to stop. Everybody's going to hear that from an elk. The cows, <laughs> they take up off of the hill. Of course, he's not going to run towards the vehicle. He's just going to hold back. He's going to stay. He's gonna be like, shit, okay, what, let's just figure out what the hell is going on here. So they just split. Everything goes quiet on their side of the coin. You have no clue that this is going on. You pull in, you get out and you start being quiet. You're very quiet. You're starting to set up camp and two hours goes by. Maybe in fact, you were quiet enough to where they didn't, he, he, where he was in his position with the wind, terrain, all the other things, he didn't hear you. And maybe all this was, was (whistles) trying to get a response from the cows. But maybe the cows are standing right there going, Cal, no, they're right there. They're, they're there. They're, they're right. They're, they're, they're right there. And so they're not saying anything. So let's just play with that idea a minute that maybe that could have been, or maybe you could have had a bowl that was just cruising the landscape. He had no idea that you were, you drove in. He had no idea that you were there. He was just moving through and he was just just out there prospecting like the video you were talking about that I did. So you go to engage. You said you gave a, a little bit of a cow call and he responded, right? Regardless of what your buddy did, whether you tripped felt, I don't care if he just tumbled down the mountain and, and whatever, what you said made sense. Oh, cover the sound. If he ran into a, you know, he ran into a log and ran, you know, bumped in a bunch of brush and made some sound, cover the sound. Great. Your choice was to grab your stick and start raking. Okay. let's so take a step back. He bugled. We don't know if he was trying to keep contact with, his, with cows he had already had or He was just out on the land because it was a contact bugle, right? It wasn't a dominant. Yeah, it wasn't a dominant bugle. He wasn't asserting anything. He wasn't making a statement. He was asking a question. Where are you? Who's out there? Okay. He's prospecting. You gave him a cow call. Bam. He's like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. Next sound he heard. Bulls raking his mind. Shit. Right. They've already got a bull and you nailed it. You're in the higher position. You're in the dominant position. Shit. Mm -hmm. There's a bull there. Okay. Now the fact that he didn't just cut loose and go nuts. tells me he probably was not with though it wasn't a scenario where the bull and the cows split because if you just started raking my guess is if he had had cows and he was bonded with those cows he would (laughs) have he would have just who the hell who who are you okay and a lot of guys talk about this and a lot of guys or gals are gonna want to do this they're like oh yeah we'll get him fired up okay if that is one the actual scenario? Two, he is of an age class that is going to be of body, of sufficient body size, where he can assert himself in a comfortable position of a reasonable semblance of, of ability and confidence. And three, whether or not he's even a bull that has that particular temperament, he might not be. Or he might be a two and a half year old bull, or a three year old bull is like, holy oh shit! I've just been got my ass kicked to eighteen different right. times this month. <laughs> I don't want any part of the, another bull. Okay, so here's the thing for people to consider. In your scenario, had I been there, and I'm not saying that what I would have done would have been from an outcome standpoint different. I don't know. I don't know the terrain. I don't know everything going on, but from a, from an elk psychology standpoint, and I just, I, I literally got done doing this video. I can't upload it to the website from this hotel. I I've got videos that I want to upload that I'm trying to upload. And the, 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 the Wi-Fi here sucks, but you got a little rave going on and yeah. where you are. Look at, look at, <laughs> look at all these colors. Stole these out so, of my
1: boy's room. I need a light. <laughs> awesome.
2: I don't know what elk are there. I don't know all the scenarios, but here's what I heard. An elk bugled on his own. He's curious. He's seeking. And based on the vocalization you said, it's contact bugle. He's seeking. He's he's asking for, what do I, what do I talk about? Information gathering. He's trying to gather information. He is curious on the landscape. You gave him a cow call and he responded. You just gave him something he wanted. Don't change the flipping <laughs> recipe. Okay? If. <laughs> There's all sorts of parallels I could give you, but let's just. Well, if, I said, if, Hey, if I got you,
1: strawberries. He said, yeah, I want strawberries. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I want to give you. Wait, but I got two by fours too. <laughs> I got two by fours. I'll give you a two
2: by four. <laughs> yeah. You want to come up and smack me a two by four. You're yeah. like, no, I don't. I, that's not what I want. No, the, the issue is, is you gave him a cow call. He responded to that cow call. If he's going to respond to that, just keep it going. Mm-hmm. If your buddy ran into that tree or snapped that branch, just sound like a couple stupid calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where of course they're ki- they calves, they're kids. They're stupid. They're young. They're they're idiots. They're now they heard a bull. Mom responded, oh, everything's great. Ah, we're we're a couple kids. But they're cow, ca- but they're but there's still there's no bull in this situation. Right. You don't know if that bull has just been bullied his for the last three weeks. Don't put another bully, potential bully, in, in his it. brain. Yep leave it let him think that he just got he just got the golden ticket and he just found a group of cows that are off on their own <laughs> finally just give him another couple lost mews just to get just oh, yeah just give that lost mew get him to respond one more time make sure that line of communication is open if he responds to that you just freaking make sure you get your doorway set up correct and then just lean into those assembly mews tell them exactly what you want hey we heard you. We, we're we interested in you. You come to us. You already said you're in the dominant position. You're in the uphill position. You're in the he can't see up. You can't. He's You could. I believe in the he, heart he of my heart, died. he would he would have walked right yeah. straight into the grill of your truck.
1: Yep. You, a, would a, a, you would have
2: had a you would have had an 80 yard pack out job. <laughs> not even, not even.
1: If he had to come up that hill, man, it would have been you know sixty. If so, he'd have had to run so downhill, many,
2: so many people throw a bull vocalization, and I don't care if it's raking or a dominant bugle. So many people throw a bull into the mix and legitimately shut that shit down mm. because another bull's like, God. Yeah, no i no i don't i really don't want to deal with another dude right now i just got done leaving the freaking other place where i kept getting pushed out of i got my ass handed to me in that basin i got run out there this guy's got cows i just want to find my own spot and now i hear a cow and i'm like yay i found some ladies and then as soon as i get ex- excited here's a bull raking son of a freaking goddamn! <laughs> fuck no i'm out and it just shuts the whole thing down. And here we go, bugle, bugle, back and forth. But, oh, I'm going to worry him. Yeah, you're going to worry him. Worry and He's going to sit right down away. there. He's going to bugle at you. He's going to converse with you, and then he's going to what? Swing downwind? Of course he is, because now he's got to try to figure out who the freaking hell he's dealing with. If it was a bunch of cows, he doesn't care. If he, he's going to walk straight in again. You're familiar with the website right in the beginning, the behavior section. See you first, hear you second, smell you third. Fundamental behavior. What do they want to do when they're communicating? Do they want to swing down? Do you watch other elk swing around other elk when they come to join other elk? No. They heard them. They If they see it, they heard, it. oh, I'm going to walk straight to you. Why? Because I want to see you because there's nothing that is in there that is wrong with that situation. Don't engage, don't interject <laughs> a freaking bull into the situation if he's already indicated he's interested in a, cow, a cow call. Why complicate your own shit? It just took you, but for you guys, it was you just stumbled into it. But if you're five days into a seven day hunt, do you really, really want to shit in your own bed right. and then have to sleep in it? Or would you just rather? hold on to it for just a second and see if we can find a better place and find a better way to do this yep. no don't complicate things man i'm uh, again this is not, i'm not coming to you from a sexy position i'm not talking about you going there out is. in the valley of the 10 bulls when my, what i talk about the valley of the 10 bulls and finding the one bull that wants to bugle in your face i'm not talking about that because if i stumble upon that bull he's dead He's already taught this, this, in this situation, you guys stumbled onto that one bull that wanted to be vocal on his own. That was going to bugle blah, blah, blah. And whatever I gave him, that bull's dead. That bull is dead every time, almost like 98% of the time. That bull is dead. I'm look, I'm talking about if I walk through the landscape and there are 10 different elk in that Valley or or that area that I'm hunting, I want to have the, uh, I want to have the tool set and the knowledge to where I can, if, efficiently work all 10 bulls or groups of elk in that valley however they need to be played and I'm again your situation guy if you had just defaulted to the base fundamental vocal communication, What you did is what a lot of people – and I'm not criticizing it because it's been so hardwired. It's been so hardwired in our industry these days. What you did was instantly thought bull bugling, testosterone, bull raking, testosterone, and you jumped straight into – I'm going to play to testosterone Well, without even knowing whether that bowl that you were dealing with was is even receptive mm-hmm. to that tactic. You just walked up, punched him in the face. And then when he didn't respond, you're like, Oh no, no, no. Wait, wait, no. I, I mean, I, I didn't I really wanted. mean that, <laughs> but I mean, like, can we still have bro, bro? No, 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 don't don't bro. Can we just, dude, I, I'm sorry, man. Let me, I, I mean, come here. Let's just talk, dude. Sorry. I didn't need, Dude, no, but don't run away, dude. No, no, I'm serious. I I'll put the bat down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to punch you in the face, man. What, come on.
1: Yep. You know what I mean? No, I hear you, but it's good lessons. It, it, it's absolutely uh, what I lessons.
2: still, I see this all the time and I, what, what is it? Um, God damn, I never remember it. It's so awesome. But basically it's the, the adage of, you know, um, Wisdom comes from, oh, I don't know it is. basically you know, your you, knowledge comes from experiences and, and where do you get knowledge from making bad, you know, oh, shit, I don't know. I always forget. It. I love it. I see it. I'm, I'm going to have to write it down because it's so perfect. But basically, the, the cycle of learning of, you make a bad decision, it ends badly. You learn from it and you gain wisdom. But the wisdom comes from, Making bad, bad decisions. decisions, so yeah. it's, it's just this cycle. You know what's well, funny? Are you are you are you done with your rave back there? Play with different lights? Yeah, they just- weren't
1: even bright enough. <laughs> sitting in the dark. You know what's? I funny? like the effect. It looked cool when we when we rolled up last year. That was 2019. So we rolled up last year, right? Same spot. Pull in, back in. Right. 18 hour drive. whoo Beat, man. Just kind of surveying <laughs> yeah, the landscape, yes. man. Look at this. I brought a couple buddies that hadn't been there. Look at this view. It's beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. We're out on the road. Camp's tucked up over here. What the hell? Turn and look. And, I, and you want to talk about the craziest shit, right? I mean, you, we're literally 50 yards in front of the grill of the truck. Okay, on this little old cut road, 50 yards in front of the grill of the truck, screaming and just fucking thrashing.
2: I think you need to send me these GPS coordinates. He
1: pipes (laughs) off. You know what? I'll ask my buddy to send me because he got it on video. I didn't have my phone on me. He pipes off and the most guttural, (laughs) nasty, troll monster down below. Uh, dude like and i'm going I, we're watching this bull Jeez. from the road playing as day with red i think my buddy yeah. had a green shirt and one might have had purple yeah. like you know what i
2: mean he gives zero he gives, he gives zero, zero shits uh,
1: zero shits and he is going off and i'm like Damn, we got twelve hours to
2: season <laughs> open. 12. dude. This this goes. Then what on. happened? Open day. Then what happened? An open day. Zip. Exactly. I didn't it's hear gone. another bugle. It's
1: gone. Twenty-one <clears throat> days until I heard another bugle. Twenty-one dude, I mean,
2: days. Dude. It's it's funny, man. So many people. Oh. Uh, so again, we're talking. Col- you you're in Colorado at this time. Yeah. Same, sp- Same okay. spot. Same yep. spot. So, you know, this is just as a as a at this point it's a, it's a com- for me, it's comical. It's a, it's a funny aside, you know, be uh, as much as I was involved with sportsman's politics and advocacy in Colorado, when I lived here for the better part of 10, 12 plus years, um, there was a very strong, uh, vocal, uh, community of bow hunters that wanted our season to be, September 1st through September 30th period done end of discussion because they wanted to hunt that last week of September because that was going to be the awesome week of September. That that's the best week. That's the best week at the time. That's when the season structure was such that it started the last Saturday of August and then went to, you know, whatever, 30 days after that. And so the division of wildlife or the Colorado parks and wildlife now uh, at the time was like, Nope, 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 Nope. Can't hunt that last week of September. That's the rest period. We need that for a rest, you know, for breeding and blah, 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 blah. And I kept telling people, I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell you're talking about because I'm getting, I'm seeing a lot more. I'm seeing a a steady increase in the frequency and intensity of rutting action earlier and earlier in the month of September. And as far as the activity that people are getting into elk earlier, earlier into the month of September, I'm like, Why? Why artificially push your season later when things are actually happening earlier? And number one, number two, you can actually capitalize on different behavioral stuff way easier before the bulls actually have cows. And so, nope, nope, nope. Can't happen. Nope. Never happened. Never happened. And I was like, okay, well, fine. That's fine. If people want to literally sit at home through the first three weeks of September And then go hunt the own, the last week of September that day, you go, you do you because if all of a sudden that last week of September gets snowed out and it turns to shit, guess what? Oh, season ended. You're you have no plan B option because you already purchased your license and you can't turn it in and you can't buy another one And you're out elk season where me I'm going opening weekend week, opening week. If it turns to crap, I can go next week. Oh, that's crap too. I can go the next week or the week. I've got options. Well, the number of people—it's funny. I the number of people that contacted me last year. So Colorado changed their season structure. It's September second through September thirtieth. <laughs> number of people that contacted me last year who were like, "Dude, I don't know. what I didn't hear anything. I don't know what's going on. Those last few, you know, last ten days of season, I didn't hear. Anything. I didn't hear a thing." And I'm like, "Uh huh." But meanwhile, all the other guys that contacted me were like, "The second week of season was just off the hook, huh?" That seems eerily reminiscent of what I was saying in like 2002, 2005, six, whatever. It's like, just because it's later on does Doesn't not mean, mean. it's going to be better, yeah. man. No. And there's so many different environmental factors and, and her dynamic factors that go into when a cow actually cycles, you know, I've got a nine part series, eight, eight eight video series on rethinking the rut. What actually triggers cows to cycle? There's only one thing that's going to make a cow cycle late, and that's body conditioning, whether or not she achieves 9% body fat or not. There are a host of other things that are going to, if if she achieves that 9% body fat, then her hormones are going to cycle on a quote-unquote normal time frame. But there's like a whole host of things that actually can encourage her to cycle up to a week to 10 days early really so what wh- wh- Why? why what uh <laughs> I don't know but again but again but again here we are you don't know and unless you live like right where you're elk hunting you don't know the elk there's so many different variables there's so there I was just I was just look literally dude I'm not joking you man I've got here on my other computer I've got a um Notes that I wrote. I'm going to do another video series on this. Hold on. Um, again, I, I I'm not trying to be a fanboy. I'm really not. But Jordan Peterson had a a, a discussion on, and it, it ties into what. Uh, Brett Weinstein was talking about from an evolutionary biology standpoint uh, over time, behavior and reproductive strategy and survivability strategy, the one-time perform the, the performance problem, the time problem. And, you know, from a strategy standpoint, you, you know, one-time performance versus long-term performance and, and how that differentiates itself is, you know, you can be flashy here once and it works but then you can just screw the pooch and then over time it doesn't and the example being you know in your office there might be some flashy salesman maybe you're in sales and there's some flashy salesman that comes in and he is just crushing it or she is just crushing it they're just getting all sorts. and then you find out they're lying they're misrepresenting the product they're not being truthful they're they're doing again we've talked about this ends justify the means Okay. That I want the sale. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And so they fraudulently get all these clients to come in. And so their sales numbers are freaking phenomenal. And the boss is going to be like, dude, all you other people, you suck. This is the way you need to be. This guy's the greatest. He's the brightest. He's the future, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, then all of a sudden, all those clients realize that product is not, we just got got. And now no one's going to buy from you. Your reputation goes to shit. And all of a sudden the company is shutting down because no one's buying. And now you just lost your job. Yes. He was spectacular once. It's not what you want. You want to be consistent over time and you want to have a strategy of high performance across high levels of variability over time, whether you're in sales or whether we're gonna go out on the landscape and elk hunt because we don't know what the smoke from the area fires are gonna do. We don't know what this drought is gonna do, or versus we got a lot of water this year, a lot of moisture this year. Oh, guess what? Last year's rifle season sucked and almost no bulls were harvested. Oh. Well, that artificially or or not artificially, but that allowed the bull age structure to take up a notch, even though this is an over-the-counter unit, even though this is not a trophy managed unit. All of a sudden now from year one to year two, we have a completely different bull-to-cow ratio. We have a completely different bull-to-bull age structure. Hold on a minute. That was different from last year. That's not what we expected or rather maybe people figured out where guy was hunting. And so last year (laughs) you had three, five people this year you have 15 and guess what? Those idiots went out and told 20 other guys. So by the middle part of the season, there's 30 guys in there or 30 groups in there. We have no idea. And then guess what? oh yeah, I can't control the weather. So I have no idea if we're going to have high pressure systems coming through, low pressure systems coming through. Am I going to have a snowstorm that dumps 15 inches of snow on us this year? Or is it going to just be 90 to some degrees and everybody's going to be shut down? Let's just disregard the moon face. I don't give two rips about the moon face. I really don't. So, but all of these variables can change from one year to the next. Are we going in with a tactic like that salesman? That it's a one-time flash in the pan. I'm going to do everything I can do, and I don't care what it is what it's going to cost me long-term. And in this case, from an elk, stamp, elk standpoint, elk hunting standpoint, long-term doesn't mean next season. Long-term might be tomorrow morning. If I go in with an all-in strategy that is just going to screw the pooch, the rest of my week might be sabotaged. Whereas if we come into it with a philosophy of, okay, I want a high level of efficiency and a high level of performance, over time, across a high level of variability, that, when you look at it across a five-year period, did I kill an elk every year? No. Was I an elk every year? Yeah. Four out of the five. I killed an elk three out of the five years. I was an elk four out of the five years, but I know what happened on year five and I can adjust. That's a wildly different scenario than just stumbling in and going, I'm going to go all in. Ah, ah, shit. If it works great, it works, you're the yeah. hero. If it doesn't, what have you done? What have you done? Did you just tank the company. Did you just ruin the rest of your week? And are you going to have to go find another job? Are you going to have to go find another hunting area because you just foobar this one? And oh, by the way, let's not forget, we're not the only ones out there. So are we the third group that's in this area? And did the first two guys sabotage this scenario to where I'm playing catch up? I'm now having to deal with the turmoil that was created in the first. We don't know. So why would we not come in from a base level and feel it out and work our way up all the way? If I come at the base level, a level one out of a level 10 and I call a bull in and I kill it. Do I give two rips that I didn't get to eight or nine or 10? Guess what? You killed your pole. If you've got a buddy, go back out. Or guess what? If you have time, go help someone else. At level one. But if you don't have to, yeah. If (laughs) you start at level one again, (laughs) if you don't, if you don't, you have to go home, that's fine. But guess what? While you're at your buddies and it's January and the camp or the, 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 the wood stove is crackling in the corner, and you're cooking up elk steaks. I bet you any money, you don't care yeah. that you killed them at a level one. Thanks, thanks, Chris.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so legitimately, I just talked. To, so my uncle, um, long story short, he's only like three or four years older than I am. So we grew up. Uh my mom's side of the family is very, very large. He's the youngest. So we literally are more like friends than, than uncle nephew scenario. And he's been out hunting with me. And and several years back, um, he came out with his son on his son's first elk hunt, and we killed a 356. I mean, it was just a it was it was one of those things where you're like, seriously, your first hunt, man. With this this, this is the first the first bull we get to, to stand in front of us is a 356 10-year-old bull and we just he he just 12 rings him and it dies 60 yards away. I'm like, well, he's ruined. Yeah. And then the next year, so the next year he had he had a couple opportunities and it didn't happen. And then the next year he didn't have any opportunities. I'm like, good. All right, karma. Excellent. You're <laughs> on my, we're, we're, we're balancing this equation here of Heck, reality yeah. here. But so Tom um wants to come back out. You know, he loves elk hunting and um, long story short, uh, he's been chewing on, you know, ruminating on what, you know, what he wants to do. And we've, you know, he is from upstate New York, obviously that's where I, our family grew up. So yeah, we, we talked about the numbers and bit from tags and travel and food and everything else. He's, he's dropping a minimum of about 1500 on average, $1,500 every year. Uh, that he came out to hunt between tags and food and gas and lot, you know, all that type of stuff. And so when you're talking about dumping 15, it's, it's one thing to be a resident hunter and you spend 40, 50, whatever dollars, yep. uh, you know, you're hunting and then you go home at night it's different when you're coming from out of state and you're paying out of state dollars. And, 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 and you realize I'm dumping $1,500. Okay. <laughs> that, hold on you're spending Thank you. $1,500. Yes. I'm off work. You're also, there you go. <laughs> you're not earning, That's are it. you? That's right. You might have earned that time off, mm. but you're not making money off that time off. So you're a minimum $1,500 yeah. that you're going to spend. Really, where is the priority? Is it in the experience of having I bugled, he bugled, I bugled, he bugled. He came back in, ears pinned back, eyes rolled back. Pissing on himself. Or I want to kill an elk. But that would be awesome as a bonus Mm -hmm. because I want to kill an elk. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm different. I, and I'm, I, I qualify that to everyone because I'm one of the lone voices out there that is not talking about what everyone else is talking about. So I know that some of you are going to be listening to this and be like, oh, I don't know. Uh, well, OK, stop. Stop. You need to get your head wrapped around. I have a completely different fundamental philosophy. And it all depends on what you value, what your value set is for your hunting. If you want, if you're hell bent on your, I want that radical sexy experience. Okay. Okay. I, you can learn about that in my, in my stuff. You absolutely can. That's not my focus. So you're going to go, you're like going to go all the way through everything I have. And then that's like the last, that's what I do is last resort. There's a lot of other people that you can follow and you can listen to and, and learn from or whatever to, to go right straight to the, the, ooh sexy bugling bull strategies, than a whatever. Arrow. <laughs> I, right? Not me brother. on your back. <laughs> what? Okay. Tell, tell me this, man. What is freaking sexier than having a freaking mature herd bull standing seven yards in front of you and he has no, no clue. flipping clue that anything's wrong that he literally walks into the doorway stands looks around and then keeps going and just you're like what thank you very much there is nothing more satisfying for me I don't care about him screaming I can get a boldie scream that's 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 the ease that's easy to get a bull screaming. What's hard is to get them so close in front of you and relaxed that you can literally hear them swallow. That's freaking sexy when you can hear their tongue lick <laughs> their nose. That's freaking awesome. Nice. Where you can hear them go. <laughs> And just, you're like, rah, rah, rah,
1: rah, <laughs> yes! take one more step and eat this arrow, please. You know, it's funny that you, you bring up that close encounter, that freaking bobcat in that, in that, uh, <laughs> that video, five feet, dude, like so dude. close, right? So close that you couldn't angle the camera anymore. I was like, holy yeah. shit,
2: man. So, and I, and, and I am a cat, man. I love, I do. I'm one of those weird people that love cats, but I love cats because of the behavioral part of them mm-hmm. they cats don't need you you know dogs are a herd animal or a pack animal they they default they want to have adult beverage pouring um <laughs> they uh they want a pack associated with them cats don't need you right. Like they, they, they just flat don't they, need they you. choose the deal bingo yeah. bingo so if you are worthy if if you provide something for other than food of course that's but if from, from a relationship standpoint You've got to understand and have to have that behavior and, and that's why I love cats. And so that Bobcat. Oh yeah, man. Five feet. I, I mean, like you saw, I, I mean, I couldn't, I had to move my arm to point the camera down further down the tripod leg. And that's what he saw. And it was when I locked eyes with him because he, because I was watching the whole way and he wasn't looking and he, and he saw the movement. But if you look closely, Well, it's hard to, it's hard to see. I move the camera and he looks up and he's, he, there's like this subtle shift. He's like, what the hell? Oh shit. There's (laughs) there's, there's, it's not this inanimate. There's an object that's weird. That's moved, but it wasn't that it was an object moved. Eyeballs. There's an, there's a, there's a creature. There's something, Oh crap. And I'm out. It, that was what finally triggered. Me. He was like, Oh shit. That's but the crazy. fact that that sucker turned around came running in. And- oh dude. <laughs> so, I hate to say it, but I've got it. I've got about 10 minutes, brother. I've fine. got, I've got it. I've got to do another podcast. I, I have no problems. If you want to do a part three on this man, when I get home, we'll jump on and do it. Another one. I oh, enjoy man. these conversations, but I've got about 10 minutes and I've got to get on with Dirk Durham and Okay. Dive into a bunch of stuff with no, him. That's fine. So, okay,
1: because you brought it up and and because I know somewhat of your personality, right? I want what's that question? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I see. I'm so sad. Right, do you really, so I do you put these to the video on? Do you put like uh, these YouTube or whatever? I or do probably
1: you? will on this one because it's great. Dude, the
2: funny part is because you get to see, this is what's awesome about doing these Zoom ones because you get to see the, the body language. You see the face. So I'm sitting there and look at your face and you're like, yeah. you, the words coming out of your mouth are not what your face is saying right now. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just spit it out. Just spit it out. So so what's that question, right? Because you you get it all the time. I know you do, right? There's that one question that just, just grabs you by the nethers and just squeezes every time you hear it. Like, really? What's that question that, that guys or gals are asking about elk hunting that just
2: fucking just, just me? berserks you. So when do you do a challenge bugle? <laughs> That's it. That's the one. So when do you so so when do you do a challenge bugle? Challenge bugle doesn't exist. I don't do a challenge bugle. In, in nature, a challenge bugle doesn't exist, and I've and I've got a video talking about it. The challenge bugle doesn't exist, and I'm gonna. I have at this point because I've made that claim, and and I talk. Uh, if you if you go through my series, that you go through the you know the bull vocalization series. I, I, there's all, there's like nine, I don't know. I have nine videos in that. I talk about all sorts of different vocalizations, Mm -hmm. but the first two I talk about contact bugles and dominant bugles and right there, contact bugles, which what everybody else calls locate bugles. Okay. The only reason why I don't say locate bugles is because from a behavior standpoint, they do much more than that. And so when people say a locate bugle, it sounds like, okay, that's what it's used for. Okay. Well, it can be, but it also is used for other things, and so I, I, it, there, and I didn't coin the term. Other people have coined the term of contact peoples, and and I think that's a, a legitimate uh, uh, connotation. For me, I'm the one who coined essentially the dominant peoples. Okay, when you look at a, uh the, the what is going on from a and a, this is why I'm going to talk about um, Joel. If you're listening to this, I I'm gonna, I I did see your message. I will respond I respect you as well I disagree with the connotation this idea of this bull calling cows bugle this this has gotten some traction over these past couple of years and it sounds sexy as all get out and more and pe- more and more people have been asking me about it and I'm like freaking hell okay yeah it, no it 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 does not there's several reasons why behaviorally from an evolutionary biology, from a mate selection strategy standpoint, it's, it's incorrect. Um, and, and at this point I've got to address that from a video, but from the dominant, what I talk about with dominant beagles reason, you know, it, there's, there's a reason why I, I call certain things, certain things. Oh, perfect example. I know we're right. Okay. I'm looking at my notes on this computer. I just talked about the time performance problem, the time, problem. you know, one-time performance versus long-term performance. Let me, let me read, let me just read this now Again, this is, this is my, this is, this is relevant to this. Don't let me get off this. Okay. okay? These are my notes. So they're, they're probably not going to make much sense to you, but you know, the big five personality discussion. So understanding personality of, of humans, um, there's the, there's big five personality traits. And then there's this other one. I don't know. I, I, I tend to, gravitate toward the big five personality traits because they seem to be more scientifically rigorous. And Jordan Peterson has an entire course on it and explains these things better. But so during that discussion and understanding these personalities and how the brain works, there's this idea of simplicity versus complexity. And it's usefulness in predicting outcomes. Simplicity, few traits is nice because it simplifies things, but complexity complexity on things can be nice if it helps further predict future outcomes so there's a utility keep things simple you know what what do we say the kiss principle keep it simple stupid but if we have to complex you know complex things if we have to make things more complex then we should be making things more complex for the purpose of further predicting potential future outcomes so we can we can work out future problems better, okay? It's not just that it's we were adding something that's complex that becomes cumbersome. Um, it, and not only not cumbersome, but just plain pointless, okay? Simplicity is nice because easily remember. But maybe sometimes it leaves some predictability or possibility on the table, so to speak, that we didn't address. If we keep it simple, we're here. But what about this? What about that? Maybe we didn't address that. Okay. So it keeps things simple, but maybe it's at a, at a little slight cost, a little bit. Okay. The balance is what you want between simplicity and complexity. Arbitrary, this is the one that hit me, man, just like just freaking straight in the freaking face without calling. Arbitrary segregations into finer detail are only useful if, if, They're useful. (laughs) Do they reasonably predict something you are interested in or need to know or that you can exploit? Or are they simply impressive noise? How many people do we hear about talking about these days about, you know, all sorts of gyrations of this bugle, that bugle and the 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 G whiz bang grunt fart? you know, chuckle, bugle, just, it's like, what the hell are we talking about here? Why are we, is it, number one, is it based in science? Yes or no? Can you back it up? And number two, is it really a unique thing or is it really just this, this nature of a thing that covers all these things? And so I'm going to have to engage some of these latest discussions because there's there's just so many questions coming in it's 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 not fair for me just to say nah, they're bullshit chris row and chris row style is going to dive in and say okay here's what's going on from a behavioral standpoint from an evolutionary biology from a mate selection standpoint here's what's going on but we also need to consider what's going on in the bull as much as we need to consider what's going on in the cow and how the two interplay and how they manifest themselves on the, the landscape, which then translates into how we put our vocalizations on the landscape. So when what just to wrap it up with what that one question, when people say, you know, when do you use a challenge bugle? I, a, what you're talking about is a dominant bugle. So let's just skip that. The challenge bugle doesn't exist. You're talking about a dominant bugle and you're talking about an aggressive dominant bugle. When do I use that? I use that absolutely as last resort. I've thrown the kitchen sink at him numerous times. I've used every other tool in my toolbox that I can think of. Because when I go in and I throw that level of a bugle at that bull. I know one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to come in and I'm hopefully going to, he's going to, he's going to move my way and I hope to get a shot opportunity. Or I am going to fundamentally change his behavior on the landscape. And that might be the only time I ever see that bull again. See if you saw him, if, If I saw it. So it's, for me, it's the last resort, but that's the one that it's funny. People, all that, dude, I love your stuff. I follow all your stuff. I've watched all your videos and man, when you were talking about, you know, that video you were talking about using challenge bugles and you got in there and you're done. I'm like, yeah. freaking got You weren't. <laughs> no, that wasn't me, man. That wasn't. You've never heard me once, once talk about a challenge bugle and you've never seen me put it on screen. Sorry, man. <laughs> that wasn't me. I'm glad you're a subscriber. I love you for being a part of the family brother, but that wasn't me. Go ahead with your question, but you are completely not talking to me. You're talking about somebody else and I'll, 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 that's fine. I'll shuck a job. I'll work with you. But I saw it. We'll get it. you on the, yeah, <laughs> we'll the straight it. and narrow. <laughs> well, All shoot, right, brother, man. I, I better won't hold go. you.
1: Yeah, man. Um, tell let's Mr. Do your, hey,
2: seriously, I'm I'm enjoying our conversations. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on yeah, here. So um, we've got some time. So when I get home, if you want to do a part three or whatever, just, yeah. Let me know if this, if it works in your schedule. Cause yeah, I, I enjoy your, I enjoy what I enjoy is your intellectual Feedback and play where you're you're asking intelligent questions. You're at not only are you asking intelligent questions, but what I do appreciate is you've gone through the material. So it's not just you asking me to give you all the answers that are, you know, people all the time, well, tell me about this and tell me about this. Tell me, okay, I've I've got 50 plus freaking hours on the elk module that you can. Get that. Well, I know, but you know, I don't want to subscribe. Dude, it's freaking $25. It cost me, it cost me a lot of money to host that website on you know, on the internet because we've got so much video content. It costs me money to put this where you can consume it. And this is my job. Oops. So Furthermore, I'm not being an ass. I'm not, I'm hey, not. Cody, let me shit on the people that did pay the $50 and just give you the information for free. They're,
1: yes! <laughs> yes! That's it. I literally, I'm like,
2: okay, oh, I'm bro. not, Yeah, you know, this guy's over here like, hold on a minute. I just bought this and yeah. you're just going to go over here to this podcast and give it for free? Yeah. I'm going to help you as much as I can. I want to help everybody. But if I've spent nine hours putting my content on a freaking page. Just, just, just go to the website and just watch it. When you come back, let's have a good, robust, intellectual discussion here where we actually move the needle on our experiences and our 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 uh, our shared knowledge. Yep. So, That's dude, it. I I love it. So. Anytime you want, let's just come out. And actually, I'm going to be rolling some of mine. And so maybe what I do is I just flip the script and I just have you come on and I start grilling you with random. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Questions. I'm down, man.
1: I'm down either right, way, but I appreciate it, brother. Have fun with Dirk. Tell him I said hello.
2: I will do that. I will. If I was close to him, I would kick him in the butt and tell him it was from you.
1: <laughs> Good deal. Right, First brother. time I saw that man, I said, Dirk Durham, I love you. And he looked at me like, what the, fuck?
2: What the <laughs> hell is this guy? <laughs> you, you should just come in for a hug. Right then. Just, like you just
1: said, just give me a hug. Oh, he looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Stay All right. safe. You too, man. I'll talk to you. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.